0: From Scotia Macau, to Powell uh, Group, we say hello to Andrew Pile. Great to have you on the line, Andrew.
1: Good morning, John. Yeah, I remember that song very well.
0: I think I remember you hated it, and I loved it, and we had a bit of an issue. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. We're friends well, now. As long as I wasn't <laughs> singing it, that was okay. I think that might have been the problem. I might have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got lots to talk about today, of course. Uh, I noticed that uh, you put out an article uh, that was pretty interesting. uh about just something went crazy on the stock market and it continues to react
1: yeah i mean that's and that's the pot sector john and obviously this has been water cooler talk for a long time now uh as we approach the the date for legalization in canada which is october 17th so we're now within the month of that event happening but of course the the speculation that has taken hold of the sector uh regarding the companies that are producing marijuana um, that will go into this industry has just been massive, and and you know when something has reached what I would call a mania stage is when people that would not normally talk about investments, you know, like grandmothers in that, you know, are, are talking about this in a Walmart store. Right. Then you know that you've reached a mania stage, and I think last week when we when we saw the uh, the performance of Tilray, uh, one of the newest entries in the market, um, that definitely was a case.
0: I want to ask you about this because I had a discussion with uh, with someone about it, and, and they made some interesting points. Uh, the The fact that you know, there's there's this perception that come October, people are going to be buying marijuana off the shelves like crazy, and that's why the stocks are rising up. and 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 he pointed out, it's not really going to increase the amount of marijuana users, and it's and it's not even, you know, where, whereas. You know, to make your own brewery or to make your own distillery, it's mm-hmm. an expensive and uh, you need a lot of space and a lot of time and a lot of money to get a startup. So even if you wanted to make your own hooch, it's expensive. It's just, it is easier to pay the the, the going rate that, that uh, the government says you can charge for it. But when it comes to this, people, people can and will be allowed to grow their own and it's not that hard.
1: No, and I think that's one part of it for sure is, is that Part of that legalization aspect of this, and you know to put some perspective the the full legalization so when we talk about um, food products. Um A lot of this talk lately, John, has been about, you know, alcohol companies and beverage companies buying into the sector, Coke, for example, Uh, Molson Coors, because we're now talking about infused drinks. You know, the legalization schedule for that is still down the road. That's not going to happen on October 17th, but most people expect it will happen. So you're absolutely right. You know, it will be easier for people to do it, but... The capital, to your point about, like, how much does it cost to make this, it is hugely expensive. But having said that, the amount of capital that has been raised in this industry uh, is stunning um, over a very short period of time. And, you know, you know, back to the Tilray example, I mean, Tilray, B.C.-based company, a lot of our listeners probably have read the stories over the weekend, but, I mean, this stock only went public back in July, and last week, and and, in, and this stock trades on the U.S. stock exchange. it doesn't even trade on the TSX, um, hit $300 U.S. per share. And at that wow. level, you know, it. the market cap of this company, John, was bigger than Barrick Gold. And Barrick wow. Gold is the biggest gold producer in the world. Um, and at one point last week, it was actually bigger than American Airways. So it just gives you an idea of how much people have, are willing to throw capital into this. Now, having said that, Tilray stock has since dropped... Uh, quite sharply. We're now down to close to $120 U.S. a share. Uh, So there's been a big drop in the last three days. Um, And that was kind of the the reason for the article last week was just almost like a warning for investors that this is still a very uh, young industry and it's a very volatile industry.
0: Do you recommend folks invest in it? Are you saying, hey, this has got to many proportion, I would just hang low?
1: I, I would be careful, John. I mean, you know, let's put some perspective around this. I mean, the Toronto Stock Exchange has a group of stocks that we refer to as the healthcare group. Uh, there's not a lot of stocks in there. And, and once upon a time, Valiant Pharmaceuticals, and I, I know a lot of our listeners will remember that stock back in 2015. It was the second biggest stock on the TSX. Um, if you looked at the healthcare index today on the TSX, 60% of that index is marijuana three stocks. And so that gives you an idea of how this sector has developed. And I think longer term, this probably will be a sector that investors will become involved in. I don't think it's necessarily a Nortel example. Um, But currently, right now, it's a very volatile sector. And I think you have to be very, very careful in terms of what you're buying and when you're getting in.
0: Now, I I don't propose to be an analyst like you, uh, Andrew, but I'm going to take my hand at this. I'm looking at the market. I'm saying, you know what? If the actual marijuana market is getting, you know, the stocks are so high, perhaps the real smart move, invest in Doritos.
1: (laughs) Well, Doritos might good, and you never know. (laughs) At some point, Doritos might be an infused product, John. Right. So then you can get two for the price of one. There it
0: is. It's self fulfilling (laughs) prophecy.
1: (laughs) But it is a it is a sector I think investors will look at. And just to put some numbers around this, just quickly, Statistics Canada. Uh, has actually come out with a report. They're saying that they're estimating that a billion dollars will be spent on pot uh, in Canada in the last three months of this year, so after legalization. Mm. Um, And the sector is seen to be a $4 billion market. And it's not just Canada, John. When we look across to Europe, Europe is a hugely – a huge – cannabis market right now. A lot of the countries have already gone down the legalization route. Uh, they're now estimating that close to $30 billion will be the market for medicinal marijuana in that context. So I, I think it's a sector that's here, and it's a sector investors probably will look to get involved in. But again, just you said. You know, we're in a media situation right now, and, and just be careful in terms of what you're buying and the prices that you're paying for it.
0: But it does seem like Canada stands to win uh, as uh, more and more countries legalize, because even in the world of medical marijuana, uh, Canada's uh, shipping lots of it out to Europe.
1: Absolutely, and and that's why I think Tilray garnered a lot of attention last week because again they've been they've received approval to basically ship medicinal marijuana products to the United States. Mm. Uh, keep in mind, California, John, you know has a market. Uh, Colorado has a market. So even in the states, are already pockets of places where we can ship into. So the states in Europe represent massive export markets foreign industry right now that canada seems to have a competitive advantage
0: we are hearing signs uh, or, or at least uh, some dialogue from south of the border that people who are um you know who who sell marijuana or or purchase marijuana uh if you uh, if you use marijuana you may not be allowed across the border uh, how does that fare for companies that would like to, to american companies that would like to invest in marijuana and is the canadian government um kind of are they going to make sure that foreign ownership doesn't take over the market here?
1: Good questions, John. And and, and right now we don't know. Um, you know, usually we have restricted foreign ownership in companies uh, or industries in Canada if we saw them to be sensitive, uh, and that could be from a national security point of view or just security of resources, for example, you know, oil and gas uh, or infrastructure. Um, this is a little bit different. This is at the end of the day a product. Um, this is no different than a company making drugs or beer, and again, Valium Pharmaceuticals, a uh, good example. Not that the you know the stock returns were a good example, perhaps, but you know you have companies in Canada that do have foreign ownership because they sell products into the states and around the world, and it's hard to see this as being any different, and why this would be viewed as you know somewhat more sensitive. Uh, from a foreign ownership point of view but a, but a great question and, and we really just have to see how this transpires
0: and how will those companies deal in, in with in, within america if they're you know stopping people from crossing the border they're certainly not going to want uh, the american government wouldn't want to be working with uh, companies that are investing in marijuana
1: that's a good point. And, of course, that brings into play the whole NAFTA situation, John. You and I have talked about like what is happening with NAFTA and trade with the states. Um, at some point, you know, does this industry get engulfed in that if we you know, were to see a disentanglement of NAFTA? If we go down kind of the worst-case scenario path with NAFTA and, and we start getting trade restrictions into the states, does that impact this industry as well? And, again, time will tell.
0: Uh, interesting stuff. Andrew, people want to follow up more with you on, on some of what we've talked about with uh, the marijuana stocks, or, or if they want to catch some of uh, the stuff that you have online, where should they go?
1: Well, John, if they go to our website at pilegroup.ca, they'll see links to a lot of the commentaries that we put out, uh, including the one that we just talked about this morning, including our contact information. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to uh, to get hold of us.
0: Andrew Pyle, Director of Wealth Management, Senior Wealth Advisor for Scotia Wealth Management, the Pyle Group. Andrew, thanks for taking the time and being on Talk of the Town.
1: My pleasure, John. You have a great week.